You are listening to 51st Dates Houston. I'm Connie Leon, your host. We will be discussing relationships and dating and everything in between with people from all walks of life. So get ready. This meeting is being recorded. Hi. Hi, everybody. So we're back with 51st Dates. Finally, we went on a little hiatus here, but I'm back to finish up season four. Um, we left off at season four, episode one with Priscilla Charles from Houston, and she is a local real estate agent. And her interview was very interesting. She's very mindful and intentional about her dating. She's definitely a boss babe here in Houston. And today I have a new guest and I'm super excited. Um, I made this connection through as you all know, I work here locally with a group called Champions Club. The owner, her name is Elva, and Elva has connected me with so many very interesting people throughout the last year, um, and my guest today, his name is Tim Fred, and I met him last year at a conference that we both spoke at with Elva, and so I'm going to let him introduce himself, and then we're going to start with our questions, so are you ready, Tim? <laughs> yeah, <I'm> ready. <laughs> So let us know a little bit about who you are and what you do. So who I am, well, as far as a profession, I am in sales, so primarily TV media. So I handle a lot of, it's all travel related. My company, basically everyone's interacted with, they just didn't know they did, if that makes any sense at all. Um, so the TV screens at the airports, we run those channels, reach TV. And then we also saw some media for United and American Airlines. That's what I do professionally. Uh, I live in Miami, which I'm very lucky to. It, Miami was always a place that um, I knew existed. I just didn't think it was real or that you could actually live there because um, I grew up in much different parts of America. Um, but now I'm here for the last two years. Uh, I'm 28. Um, what, else, what else is good to know about me? Should I like hobbies or anything? So definitely, um, are you single? Have you ever been married? Do you have kids? I am single. I have not been married. I do not have kids. And I don't know if that's something I will have anytime soon. I mean, you're young, so you're good. <laughs> um, so I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. So you said you didn't grow up in Miami, that you moved there. So where exactly did you grow up? And like, where, what's your background, like ethnicity-wise? Yeah, so I, well, I actually did the Ancestry.com test. So as far as that goes, I'm primarily European, German, uh, Norwegian, and Scottish. Um, I just call myself white. And uh, <laughs> I, I grew up in New Jersey. So Riverdale, New Jersey, it was a small town that probably no one has ever been through. Uh, in New Jersey, I grew up there until I was probably 10. And then we moved to California. So I got to grow up in San Diego, California for like 10 to 15. And then from there, I moved to Ohio. A lot of, there was a lot, there was about 12 other moves in between those uh, moves. There was a lot of moving. Uh, and then I went to high school and college in Ohio. Okay. And awesome. then from there, graduating, moved down to Miami. Okay. Awesome. I love that. Okay. So my favorite question from every show that I always start the show off with is, um, what has been your best or your worst first date? 
<laughs> I should have seen this question coming and I probably should have had it. You know, it's funny. I actually barely remember my dates. Um, for some reason, they're not as memorable to me, but I feel like the worst one is probably a good one to go with. Um, oh, yes. Actually, here's one of my favorite ones. Uh, this is quite embarrassing, actually. It was both embarrassing for me and for the girl, I imagine, in hindsight. Um, but I was on Hinge, the dating app Hinge, and I met this girl in Miami. Uh, and she looked beautiful and, you know, everything seemed great. So we had set up that we were going to meet. And um, we were going to go to a restaurant near my place. So she actually drove over and it was at night. And when she pulled up, like, so this, we're not even on the date yet. This is before the date's even possible. She pulls up and um, I, I get in the seat and I'm talking to her and she starts talking and her voice just seemed odd. And I can't quite explain what state of mind I am, was in or why this happened, but I was in Miami. I knew there was a lot of crazy stuff going on. And I thought maybe she was a trans, um, just trying to trick me. And I asked her, <laughs> oh, this is so embarrassing. But I asked her, I was like, uh, are you a dude? And uh, she got extremely offended and she actually like pulled her <laughs> tits out. She's like, do those look like dudes? And, um, and that was how our first date started. And then oh. it actually was like, <laughs> it actually was a quite high set point of just awkwardness. And then it turned into like a really fun night. That was kind of like something we joked about because I continued to talk to her for uh, two years. And, you know, I still talk to her uh, and we're really good friends, but she will never let me down about the uh, first question I ever asked her. She had wow. a very unique voice. Like her That's voice crazy. just, <laughs> it seemed like it was like being fabricated. I'm like, there's <laughs> no way that the voice actually sounds. And uh, unless you heard it, you wouldn't know what I'm talking about. But yeah, that's how our first day started. I asked her if she was a dude. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I guess the like, the good thing is you guys stayed friends, you know, even if it was something that like offended her, you, I guess you made up for it, you know, during that time because you guys are still friends. So so that's not too bad, but, but yeah, I could see that. It didn't sound like the dude too, I should preface that. It was so hyper feminine. It was so high pitched. Like it was so feminine that I was like almost thrown off by it. So it's not like that she sounded like a dude or looked like a dude, but I was just like, it was late at night. I've, I had already met some sketchy people in Miami and my guard <laughs> must have just been up or something. <laughs> it was a little embarrassing. Aww. Well, but I'm like, like I said, I, I hope now she's, even if she doesn't let you live it down, then hopefully she's okay about it. <laughs> At least laughing yeah, about the situation versus being upset. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Yeah, we got, we, we make a lot of jokes about it. <laughs> so, um, so you said you've never been married. You don't have kids. How long have you been single? And then what has been like your longest relationship? Yeah, so I've been single now for the past, you know, I was in a relationship about one year ago. It's been about a year since that, but I, you know, that was an odd one. I've essentially had three relationships that lasted two years each. So oh, okay. three, my first relationship was, um, 
you know, it was like a nice, like good girl, just like very good quality girl. The second relationship was the complete opposite. It was a wild girl. And then the third relationship was, um, was just, uh, well, you know, maybe we can get into that. I don't know. <laughs> it depends <laughs> on the next question. Different. And so, um, so two year relationships and you've been single for about a year. Um, do you usually date older or younger? Older. It has to be older. Um, and that wasn't even intentional. That just, in hindsight, that's always what it ended up being. All, all three of my girlfriends were older. Um, the first two were significantly older. So, you know, when I was a 17-year-old in high school, my girl, my first girlfriend was 25. Oh, I actually wow. was one, trying to, I was trying to date her younger sister and then ended up with her. Like, that's how oh, that wow. happened. Oh, wow sister was in my high school with me she was even older than me her younger sister was older than me um yeah and then the second girlfriend was the same so that I was about 20 21 when I started that relationship and she was like 27 20 26 27 about five years older and then the last relationship wasn't as much of a a gap but she was 30 I was 28 so oh, okay. yeah um and that's um you know when it comes to anything more than sex the the girl usually has to be older just because I, I i find it unbearable to kind of have to have a conversation with someone who's like life experiences just they don't have any so like just trying you almost have to dumb yourself down just to kind of like hang around someone like that for long enough that um yeah it just it doesn't work out for me i found so if you date older, do you usually mind if the ladies, if they have kids or if they've been married before, like, do you look for like never married, no kids kind of thing? No. So kind of my curse, my blessing and curse, you know, some people see my life that know something about me and, you know, or maybe like, oh, that must be so nice. But, you know, it can also be a curse as well. But um, I have to have variety. And one of the things that I love is like a new factor. So if, uh, if I've never talked to a woman who has a kid, that might be something that's very exciting to me to understand where her mindset's at, like in this position. I tend to have a lot more respect for mothers because, um, well, I can't even speak for it. I've never had a kid, but I can only imagine I have a brain. I can at least do my best to put myself in their shoes. Like, wow, like you can just feel the sense of maturity that comes from that. So I do love that part of it. Um, I've never dated. Well, let me actually think. Yeah, no, I've never actually been with a woman who has a kid, actually, surprisingly, hmm. but it's not off the table. I'll say that. Right. Uh, right. I yeah. love that. Um, um, go ahead. <laughs> Well, yeah, all I was going to say is to that is I tend to like those types of situations where some people might feel like it's like a red flag. To me, sometimes red flags are a lot of fun. So mm -hmm. if, uh, <laughs> those different situations tend to bring something new to the table that I, I, I tend to enjoy the variety of that, whatever it may be, whether it's a kid or, 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 or you know, whatever the other, there's a million different things that could be going on. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, Something else that I, we always kind of talk about is sex, right? Because for us, I feel like um, 
for myself, I'm 40, I'll be 41 this year. So I think that talking about sex and especially in relationships and marriage and whatever, it was always a taboo, right? It was something that as women, you shouldn't talk about, or it's just something that's never really been um, big. And especially in my culture, like Hispanic culture, right? For us to like, or Mexicans, for us to talk about sex very openly, um, which I'm learning now, like as I get older and as I've started dating again, um, that it's a very important conversation to have, right? About sex. Um, for you, is it something that like, do you ever care if you have sex on the first date versus like waiting a couple of dates? Like, what does that look like for you? And does that determine anything, you know, going forward, whether you create a relationship or not with that person? Yeah, so that's such an interesting question. So first and foremost, I tend to like to have sex as soon as the opportunity is available. Um, I always find it a pleasurable endeavor, whether it's we just met or whether I had to wait for it. The interesting thing about having to wait for it, um, and this is sometimes, you know, uh, for men and women, is just the, uh, the achievement part of that. You feel like you, you, you've invested time and now it's become an achievement. You've unlocked that award, reward. Um, does that mean that you have to wait to do it? It's like, do you just want to play that game where you feel like you're unlocking rewards? Um, I tend to be a very good judge of people right off the bat. And maybe I should probably say this early in the interview. Like I love sex. I would, if some people would consider me a sex addict, I don't, I, I just think I'm a, um, male 28 year old that, you know, I, I think I'm pretty normal. Um, right. as far as that goes, I, you know, I hear these, it actually sometimes bothers me when, when a girl will just straight tell me I don't do one night stands and it's just like, or we're not having sex on the first date. That's a law. And, uh, to me, it's just, I don't like any hard rules like that. I understand if it's like, I don't want to tonight, or I just met you, it's going to take me some time to get to know you. Like that's all reasonable stuff, but I don't like the hard rule. Like I don't do sex on the first date. Um, just from my point of view, because some of the best interactions I've had have been those situations where it just, uh, you like them right away. Everything happens organically. You have a fun night, you have a dinner or whatever, it turns into whatever. And then next thing you know, you have sex on the first night and it's some of the best sex you've ever had. So I never rule that off the table. So I think that definitely with that, um, for myself, it's part of the experience, right? It's part of the growth. Um, I was married for 20 years. I didn't date anybody. Like I met my husband, my ex-husband when I was 18, we got married, you know, like did the whole thing for 20 years and I didn't start dating again until I was 37. And so for me, it was part of the experience, part of my growth, um, part of like learning yourself and like what you like and what you don't like. And like the connection, the chemistry is really important. Like I've, I've realized that now the older that I am and dating and in the scene to where definitely I understand, like you said, totally respect like people who have those rules and they just never do it. But then also there is something very, um, like you said, organic that kind of comes to the table that if the situation, you know, puts itself there and it just happens, then it happens, right? Like I can't be that hard on myself to say like, fuck, like, why did I do this? Or, you know, to be that hard on myself, I've really, really learned it along the, along the way. So I definitely love that. Um, and then to kind of get into 
a little bit about what we were talking about before the interview was that you have something that's called Fred's Angels, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I don't know. Well, if can you tell us about time. that? <laughs> Uh, all right. And then real quick, very quickly on what we were just talking about. So I feel like a lot of that, too, is people trying to save face and create a perception. You know, the whole, um, you, know, you know, the metaphor of everyone puts on their best front for the first three months, then they get in a relationship, move in together. And after six months, you see what the person's really like. So I feel like people are trying to put on these personas. And I just see I, I, I feel like it's bullshit a lot of times. And that's what bothers me about it. Um, either the girl's trying to present herself as, as if she's not promiscuous or a guy is trying to present himself as if he's not promiscuous. Uh, and, you know, just the, that's kind of what bothers me about people that make it, it's almost like virtue signaling in a way when they put those hard, like they let you know up front, like, hey, by the way, we're not having sex tonight. It's like, mm -hmm. well, who are, you know, it's like, why did you even bring that up <laughs> for the most part? Right. right. Um, if you didn't so, want it to be like something at top of mind or something for us to think about, like, why is it even relevant? Yeah. But I also understand, like, you know, some girls have had terrible experiences with men. Some men have had terrible experiences with women. Some guys don't want a very promiscuous girl. And if, and if they see that the girl is like, you know, opening herself up the very first night and he actually is genuinely looking for like his next wife, um, which is like really hardcore to be looking for on a first date, you know, but you know, mm -hmm. there are those types of guys out there. So there's all these different per things going on at once. But anyway, just generally on that, Fred's angels. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, let's get to the good stuff. <laughs> so Fred's angels is, um, well, just by detail, you know, I don't actually have the whole concept fleshed out. This is just something I've created. I've always loved sex and um, I've always loved women. I didn't do well with women uh, when I was younger. Like I, I just wasn't that successful. And um, well, let me just get into what it is. It's essentially a group. It's a private group for women only where I basically vlog, I guess, my adventures my sexual adventures with women um and you know it's just there for <laughs> the women to watch sometimes they drop comments sometimes they send their own stuff in uh, but it's basically just an echo chamber for women and then there's also been you know i've experimented with it i did start an instagram page at one time where i had some models we did a photo shoot and then i had some pictures and it, it's you know it's basically just, um, I wouldn't say playboy, but it's just beautiful women, you know, allowed to be free or whatever. And I haven't quite fleshed out if this is actually something I want to turn into like a business or anything down the road. Right now, it's just my little escape. It's my own private group. It's just me and a bunch of women. And, um, and I just kind of share my sexual adventures there. And, you know, they, they chime in and you know, I, it was a risky thing to do. And the reason I did it, it's essentially comprised of this. It's comprised of women I want to be with, women I have been with, or women who rejected me, dating all the way back to high school. Wow. Because these some of these women that rejected me back in high school are like, will tune in daily to like see what's going on. And to me, it's kind of like a little bit of revenge because I'm a little petty, you know? But, um, <laughs> what's your sign? Actually, 
What's your zodiac sign? Virgo. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what funny. You, what'd you think it was? No, you said petty. I thought maybe like a Gemini or something. I always, I have like a hard thing for Geminis. I'm like, I know you're probably a Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone called me a Gemini. Actually, my boss called me a Gemini. He's like, you're a Gemini, aren't you? I was like, no, but that must have been what he meant. <laughs> yeah. So it's a group and it's a yeah, private so group. Do you have it? Uh, so is it like on social media? Yeah, it's on Snapchat. It's just my, should I like say what my handle is? You can, <laughs> you can if you want. Easy. If not, um, we can always post it whenever we I post your episode. Yeah, it's just, it's on my Snapchat. It's at Tim Fred, T-I-M-F-R-E-D-D. Um, the only thing I'll say is if you add me and accept it, like you did that on your own, I'm not here to offend anyone, you know? Um, right. I post what I like to post and, and if people want to watch it. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know I mean, if I'm going to do anything with it. Honestly, it became so successful. Like I, I didn't think, I thought the women were going to be so offended. You know, this is normally something only guys want to watch. Um, who would have thought that, you know, like, not that it's porn, but it's kind of, it's basically, you know, it's, it's vlogging my sexual adventures. And, uh, that's normally stereotypically like something only men watch. Um, I thought again, right. I don't know. I'm stuck in my dumb chimp man brain, you know, <laughs> but, um, and then for it to be all women and then to be, you know, you know, to work out quite successfully, it, it was a, it's been a fun little experiment as well. I'll call it an experiment. And so how many people or how many women do you have in the group? How many people are on your Snapchat? Right now it's 150. I haven't really ever promoted it ever. So this is right. the first time I've even mentioned of it. Yeah. And I'm kind of cautious about who I let in it, you know, because some people are in there. And, uh, I mean, the first day I had it up, I had to kick out like 20 people, like, because they were trying to screenshot it and stuff. And, um, you know, so yeah. <laughs> yeah no no no. I can see how that can be really sensitive and so I've caught like glimpses of it on your Instagram right like I caught it and I was like okay this is really interesting like I don't know what it is so for me and you said like again it goes back to the taboo right of like women not supposed to be interested in sex or women not supposed to be as sexual as you know you think they are and so something like this kind of proves that point that there are women out there who are in tune with that side of themselves and do want to, you know, explore and learn and just be more knowledgeable, right? Because at the end of the day, there's so much that I know that I feel that um, for myself that I just didn't really think about, right? Like leaving my marriage and going into like the dating scene um, when it comes to like connection and chemistry. I don't think I had ever really thought as much about it as I have in the last three years, almost four years. So so definitely, I think it's very interesting. Um, and so, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I just, I, like I said, it was something for you that I was like, I, I need to ask him about it because it was different. Yeah. No, I mean, I think you just touched on something that's been so interesting. And it's why, you know, some people would say what I've done is very stupid and risky. You're a career professional. You know, I'm the top performing salesperson in my company, the sales, like um, they, they would call it a career suicide. You know, why would you ever do that? And I'm just like, people will vlog themselves doing almost everything 
Um, and a lot of these like influencers on Instagram are basically showing nudity. They just have like these tiny, like this has been an age old thing. Like sex is so taboo and whatever to talk about. And uh, yeah, no, I've found kind of to mention what you mentioned briefly is like, yeah, there's a lot of education going on in that. I'm finding out what women like a lot more. There's a lot of women that if they put their, you know, for the ones that did put their like, um, it's interesting. It kind of creates some like jealousy parameters and like competition, which is almost a positive outcome. Actually, it's interesting. So, um, but it also is very educational, I suppose, if you can kind of see what other women are doing. Um, and then I get to learn like what they like more and stuff. But yeah, it's been <laughs> very educational self-experiment, I suppose. Yeah. So how do you meet women? Like, are you on currently on dating apps or you just go out of Miami, like work? Like, where is it for you that you found that you've been like the most successful in meeting women? Yeah, if I were to start going out in Miami, I would get lost in the sauce. For the most part, I do my best to stay out of the party scene. I, I don't really go out to any clubs here. I'm actually very I'm an extroverted person, but I live like an introvert. Um, so, you know, yeah, I will go out and meet. When I do go out, I do meet people that way, but the vast majority of it um, is really through friends of friends or Hinge. I found Hinge works rather fine. Um, I hate the app Tinder. I haven't used that in years. It just sucks. It's terrible, but um, in my own opinion, uh, but Hinge actually works fine. And my main thing is I don't put I don't put a lot of effort into it. I don't really chase like. Um, and that can be problematic sometimes because if you don't put effort into it and if you're not chasing women, then, um, you know, you can't have your periods where there's not much going on, but you can also avoid that. Um, <laughs> my thing is, at, maybe this is a Virgo interview, but I try to be very efficient with my dating. So with the hinge, it's very efficient. You find someone you, at first, just your superficial um physical judgments of each other, uh, how they look, what they say, um, you know, you can start there and then you can meet and it's very efficient. Um, I don't, yeah, that's a long way of saying, I don't really waste a whole lot of time going out and meeting people because it's just, that's a whole separate situation. Then you start drinking too much. You start wasting too much time going out and partying. You start getting addicted to that. And then the next thing you know, you're not getting any work done. So I have a I have to really try and balance the, um, I like to be in and out as far as mm -hmm. dating goes. That makes it just sense. sounds like your whole life is very professional. You're very like A, B, C, D. Like you just have to have everything in line and in order. Yeah. So what, so what's worked for me, um, for like sustainability purposes is finding like three to five, um, this is going to sound really stupid, but I like to date three to five women at once. And I'm very transparent with all of them that like, of, of that, that, that I had to learn that because I've, I've had a lot of terrible situations where I just, um, got into a relationship and then the girl really thought that like I was the one, and this is not being me being facetious or egotistical or anything. This is just literally observing what happened and trying to figure out where I went wrong is um, I've found, at least for me now personally, up until this point, 28 years on this planet, um, I cannot stay engaged with one person um, for a sustained amount of time. I tend to, and 
I tend to lose interest. You know, I have to have, I can, but I can talk to three or four at one time consistently. So if, so what I tend to do is find three or four women in my local area that maybe on like a 45 day rotation. So I'll see them every 45 days. Um, and that's how I tend to not waste a lot of time constantly looking for a new girl. Um, I find three or four that are cool. We get along, we have the same vibe. Um, they tend to be more mature and have some type of goals and they're also doing their own thing. And then, you know, I just kind of have that rotation and I'll see them once every 45 days and then, you know, switch it up throughout. So that way I don't have to waste a lot of time um, starting dates, going out and meeting people and all this stuff because, you know, that that can be so, if you're a guy like me, that can be so time consuming. Uh, it really can be. You can waste so many hours doing that. Right. So, um that's actually something that even for myself, like with the different dating experts that I follow, um, I started following this one girl on TikTok. She's like a dating expert. And that's one of her biggest rules is like dating multiple people at the same time, which works for some people. Right. But like for myself, I'm like, I don't know how people do that. My mind, the way I am, I'm already so like OCD, like I cannot juggle you know, having to talk to that many people or figure out like who's up next or what's going to happen there. So I'm, I've learned that for myself, I'm like, just, let me just talk to one person at a time. Like, you know, whether it's going to work out or not, like I've learned to just kind of learn from that experience. Again, for me, it's just been a big learning process. Um, learning my cycles, you know, of like, this didn't work. How long did it take me to recover? You know, what's next kind of thing. Um, so definitely, that's a pattern that I feel a lot of people have where, you know, they date multiple people to just kind of figure out what they really want and, and where their path is. So I don't think, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with it for me personally. I've, I haven't been able to, you know, do it that way. Um, but I know it works for some people and I have no judgment on like how, you know, that happens or whatever. Um, so you do have like actual dates with like the women that you, so you said something else about not chasing right? So that is something major that I've also learned in this process, right? I am very much someone who, if I want to ask you out, I'm going to ask you out. And if I like you, I'm going to make sure that I pursue that, you know, and that I keep that connection and that communication going. Um, so for you, you're saying you don't chase. So do you actually have like dates with these women or are you specifically like looking for, I don't know, what is it? What is that process for you? Like you meet someone on Hinge, you go on actual dates and then you kind of pursue that relationship or how does that work for you? Yeah. So I'm, I'm approaching it from the aspect of in line with my realistic career development. So graduating college, I'm fucking broke. Right. Um, I, I come out to Miami, the cost of living is three times as much. So I'm establishing kind of my financial groundwork right now. So that's a long way of saying if you go out dating in Miami, it's a very expensive endeavor. None the least. I just took a young lady out to um, dinner the other night, you know, and it was just two of us didn't even eat that much. It's a $500 tab, you know, it's half a thousand wow. just to go out on a date. Um, so I do do that, but I have to really like the girl and she has to be chill. So there's this one girl 
um, the original, like the girl that helped me start Fred's Angels, this lady Cubana, I'll just call her by her nickname. Um, <laughs> actually like a very interesting lady. She's a multimillionaire, has a third home here in, my, in Miami, beautiful woman. Um, don't know really, you know, I know how I met her, but it's kind of funny. And we kicked it off so cool. She's like the female version of me. It was like one of the coolest people I've ever met. If I was going to get married, you know, she might be the type of girl um, that I would get married to. But we went out on dates all the time. She lives in this area called, you know, Coconut Grove here in Miami. There's a lot of great restaurants. So we would go out pretty regularly on dates. Um, the other lady I just took out is just like, if, if a girl goes like the extra mile and is generally trying to make my life better and not in any way, you know, just try to make it worse or intentionally pull my intention or try to get my emotions evoked or just any of these things that guys or girls like to do to people just to like get reactions out of them. Um, if a girl's genuinely trying to make my life better, then I'll, I'll, I'll take her out to dates, take her out to dinner. Um, there's a lot of cool places in Miami too. My favorite is taking someone somewhere they haven't been before. Um, sometimes that sucks if I'm dating a girl who's been in Miami for a while because it, she's done everything. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, and she, there's a lot of rich men out here, you know, that some of these girls have had the wildest experiences ever. Um, just because, you know, there's people here with the means you know, people taking these girls out on yachts, taking them to the most expensive clubs, just, you know, you, girls here, like um, their, their expectation of what's normal is set so high, that baseline set so high. Um, but if I can find uh, a situation where I can show a girl some new spots and new things she's never done, that's one of my favorite things to do. I love that. That's really cool. And I imagine if you're dating older women that also they've had those experiences as well right versus like someone who's younger who's never been to certain places or exposed to certain things so yeah well sometimes i'll play that role so i have no problem like talking to a woman like the uh, the girl i just mentioned you know she's a multi-millionaire like she's clearly far better off than me um that might make some men feel insecure i'm more so just like oh well at least you're not you're clearly not trying to hold on to me for what money i may make or be making now you know it's clearly more than that so that's cool um uh, and as far as that you know sometimes i'll play that role because i'm the new person in miami so often right. they're showing me um somewhere new that i haven't been and i like that because what's important to me is that they want to be there, right? right. Like, then that's why I don't chase because if a girl chases me or it's her idea, then she wants to be there and then we both can enjoy it. You know, if you're a guy and you're constantly chasing a girl and then she finally uh, gets on, like finally says yes and goes on a date with you, she's running all these things in her head of these red flags you may have, or God, that was so stupid. I should have just enough, you know, fuck Tim Fred, you know, if, if <laughs> If it's, if it's her idea, then it's an achievement when we end up doing what her idea was. She wants to do it. I'll play the role of like, oh, I haven't done this before. Like, this is fun. This is a new experience. And then, um, you know, that's just as pleasurable. So whether I'm showing her a new experience or she's showing me a new one, um, that what's most important is that we both actually want to be there. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. definitely. And I, and I love that because, again, it goes back to just having those genuine and organic connections, which I think is what makes a lot of relationships last longer than, you know, than not. Um, so to that end, one of the other favorite questions on my show is um, who pays for the first date? 
do you always pay for the first date regardless of anything or do you let like your millionaire date pay for the first date okay so i would say way more often than not i'm paying for the first date i actually have a problem so i like i tend to be so willy-nilly with my money i tend to just let go of it so easily um <laughs> like uh that's why I got to stay away from a strip club. I've only been to a strip club twice, but I just can't even be in that environment because they're just like, oh, they want money. I'll give them money. You know, and it's just, <laughs> I have a problem with that. Um, but my rule is, and I'm sure other people have heard this before, but wh whoever's idea it was, that's who's paying. And that's okay. generally the rule I have to by. Because I've had, you know, so, you know, there's a lot of just surface level girls here in Miami that just expect everything to be paid for. And they'll like expect me to constantly take them out somewhere nice. And of course you're paying for it. Right, Tim. And it's like, you know, now I just go by like, now whoever's idea it was to go out, that's who's paying for it. Um, and I found that's a pretty good rule to go by. Um, and then that way I can feel confident. Like, um, you know, if, when I actually want to do something, it's my idea. I'm paying for it you know, 80% of the time, that's what it is. But if I don't really feel like doing it and someone else is like pushing to go out, then, you know, it's, it's out of their pocket. <laughs> most of the times I end up paying anyway, but I, yeah, I don't always like it when I do, you know, right. on some of those occasions, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, that's funny. Yeah. So, um, you do a lot of traveling, right? Do you usually travel by yourself? Yeah, I, it almost has to be. You know, I actually made a plan this year to like take two, I want to take two vacations to like some rainforests um, where you can like stay in a treehouse in the rainforest. And then um, I want to do one in like a treehouse in Big Bear, California. Um, that would probably be a great time to like bring a female companion along, you know, right. probably be romantic, probably be some great stuff to do for Fred's Angels there. <laughs> but um so I'm, i've been thinking about that but i travel a lot this year and all of it's solo um i i prefer to do everything solo i don't really like having to check in with someone or make plans that fits for two people i tend to just like like explore and and encounter it as it comes you know right. by myself yeah i love that and i think that for myself like like i said the last few years just learning you know everything that i like for myself um, traveling and doing things by myself has been a big thing. I, I've loved it just to kind of learn about myself and, and be okay with being alone because that's one of the biggest things when you're single is that for me, I always want to be very intentional about not doing things or jumping into certain relationships now without it being um, intentional. I don't want to jump into something because I feel alone or because, you know, I just want somebody with me. Like I want to genuinely be with someone and not, you know, not be doing it out of loneliness because it, it's, not the right mindset, I feel. Um, yeah. So I love that. Um, so just to finish up, what do you think is like your biggest lesson as a 28 year old single, like in the dating scene that you would like to pass on to like other people your age, right? Like something that you feel that maybe, like you said, you didn't have the best luck early on with girls and now you do, and that you kind of learned about yourself. What would that one thing be? All that really matters if you're if you're a guy my age right and you're trying to become more successful with women it has nothing to do with how much you're pursuing women it only has to do with what are you accomplishing in life uh, that's what i found for myself 
the confidence I got to approach uh, women. Well, you know, I, I was always trying it growing up. I was willing to fail. I was willing to fall flat on my face. I had no problem approaching women, um, you know, and I, 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 I was made to look like a fool a lot of times, but I at least like jumped off that cliff. But I got a lot of confidence when I, like, for example, started doing MMA and boxing. That was an accomplishment. I went as I started that and I won my fights. That, that gave me a lot more confidence when I would talk to women after that. I'm just like, okay, I'm starting to accumulate these accomplishments in life that are simply a result of actions. They're not a result of what I'm saying or the pictures I have on my Instagram. They're, they're a result of accomplishments. And then moving forward, I got into ultra endurance marathons and, and things like this, that, that, that again, had nothing to do with chasing women, but made me a more interesting guy, maybe than the guys they're used to talking to, right. which are just doing the standard thing. They're playing video games at home, or they're just constantly on social media. They're, 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 they're on, they're all about crypto or whatever it may be. There's just there's a lot of guys just living life like in a very average way. And what's worked for me is to just make my life interesting and to do and to just be completely transparent and authentic about who I am and what I am. Because if you just bullet list out what I talked about with Fred's angels and everything, and you're like, and you show it to a girl that should be like, Oh, he's a piece of shit. Fuck him. You know, and she'd be like, what a, <laughs> he's trashy. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it's, you know, and you got to, that's going to happen too. But, you know, for the most part, and I almost forget, cause I've kind of been rambling now what your actual question was, but. It was that, I, I mean, I think what you're talking about is just working on yourself and being okay. Yeah. You know, again, it's just about yourself and working on yourself and that helps build a lot of confidence, right? Even for myself, like I said, as a single mom, um, really just building my, my, myself and, and healing and knowing what it is that I needed to be happy for me has helped me a lot. So it just sounds like a lot of that, a lot of self-work, knowing your worth and gaining that confidence in who you are. Yeah, like where exactly like you just said, essentially where you want to get to is a point where if your partner were to break up with you, you would be completely fine. You right. want that, you want that confidence and security. I want to get to a point where if I find uh, my the girl that could be my wife and it doesn't work out and she breaks up with me. I'm, I don't just fall apart. I'm going to be fine moving forward. And then secondly, kind of on a, on a separate side of it is I want a sustainable life. Um, I want this, I want my dating to be sustainable. There's a lot of guys that will peak in high school. We all know the story of the guy who peaked in high school. He was a high school quarterback, superstar, got all the girls in high school. And now he's like the hometown degenerate, you know, it's like, what, <laughs> what's he up to? You know, he's working at the, you know, so there's, there's always that story of those people that kind of peak at a certain age and then just drop off. And that's never been my goal. My goal has always been to kind of consistently keep growing um, and, and consistently be uh, appealing from a dating standpoint and, and to continuously keep growing, I don't want to like have a peak where, or go all out on the dating scene in Miami. And then, you know, my whole career plummets and, and everything falls apart. And then I'm, I'm a loser, you know, at, at 35, 40, 45, 50, you know, like I'm, that's the main thing for me is being sustainable, not putting too much focus on the dating, just enough to be, continue staying relevant 
um, so that I can get to where I want to be, which has nothing to do with dating. It's more of like a financial goal of mine. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it makes total, total sense. So I love that. I love that you're young and so grounded in that because I think it's a mentality that not a lot of people have sometimes, right? Like we're so hung up on, on being in a relationship or, or finding someone who's going to help us get to that next level versus, you know, finding yourself and placing yourself at that next level. So I think it's, I think that's awesome. I so, should mention something really quickly. Oh, are we on? Are we done? No, no, no. Go ahead. Mention whatever you <laughs> well, want. <laughs> well, I'm in a weird, unique position where my parents were like the perfect couple. Um, my parents have been happily married to high school sweethearts and, um, they like, they are ride or dies together. It's, it's like so rare and so cool. Um, and so I have, I've, I've always had that in my life. I understand what a good relationship is. I have those morals and values, even though I don't really date, I'm more of a promiscuous human, I guess you could say. Um, but I, that's like my foundation. That's what I grew up watching. So, um, you know, that kind of plays into everything I do as well, even though I'm basically the opposite of my dad. Um, I, I see it as filling the void, filling the holes he missed, you know, but um, yeah, so I, I just feel like that's worth mentioning as well. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It makes sense that um, that you are that grounded because that's kind of the example that you've seen. So that's awesome. I love that. So um, where can people find you? What, like, where do you want them to uh, follow you? Other than like the private Snapchat group, um, what's like, if you want, you know, to mention like your Instagram or whatever that is for you. Yeah, everything's very easy. It's just, um, I have an odd name. So I always get my social media handles right away. So it's just Tim Fred at Tim Fred, T-I-M-F-R-E-D-D, two D's and Fred. Um, Instagram, Facebook. My Instagram's actually down right now. I might bring it back up. I don't know. It's new year, new me. You know, I'm like, maybe I'll take a little break from social media. Um, but yeah, it's all at Tim Fred. That's awesome. And thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show and for sharing so openly because it's so important for like my listeners to kind of get this feedback. They'll all like, I'm pretty sure I'll have a lot of good feedback from yours because I think it's a really good um I think everything we talked about was just like perfect and on point for this like new year. So thank you. I'm glad. I didn't know what to expect, but I appreciate you having me. Maybe we can do it again. Yeah, I know. People are always so scared. I'm like, don't be scared. It'll be fine. You'll be okay. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. Thanks.